Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of April. In the latest development in the ongoing protests of wrestlers against the Wrestling Federation of India President Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh, who they have accused of sexual harassment, the Delhi police has said that the matter may require preliminary inquiry before they file an FIR. Appearing on behalf of the Delhi police today, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta told the Supreme Court that there were some issues that they would like to examine before the FIR is filed, Indian Express reported. However, Mehta added that if the court feels like the FIR should be registered immediately, there was no difficulty. The wrestlers had filed a petition in the Supreme Court seeking registration of an FIR against Singh, who is also a BJP MP. The Supreme Court had issued notice in the matter yesterday, saying that the allegations raised by the wrestlers were serious. The court has now posted the case for consideration on April 28, Friday. The protest, which was started by India's top wrestlers in January, was called off after the intervention of the Sports Ministry, which had also constituted a committee to probe the allegations of sexual harassment and corruption. However, the Federation's Assistant Secretary Vinod Tomar, who was suspended after the allegations against him came out, has been playing a role in the programs of the Federation. He was invited as a guest in the championship held in Gonda. To know more, read my colleague Basant Kumar's full report on hindi.newslaundry.com. It is titled, WFI Se Suspend Vinod Tomar, Federation Ki Championship Me Khiladiyo Ko Baant Rahe Medal. Listeners, the reason we are able to bring you stories such as these is because we don't take advertisements from corporations or political parties. We rely only on you, the reader, to support us. So if you're not a part of our independent news ecosystem already, head on to newslaundry.com slash subscription and choose a subscription plan of your choice. Lowest subscription plans start at Rs. 300 only. The Ministry of External Affairs said today that India had evacuated 534 of its citizens from conflict-hit Sudan and is preparing to evacuate more. Union Minister of State for External Affairs, V. Murli Dharan, said that those who were brought to Jeddah from Sudan will commence their journey to India soon. An initial group of 278 Indians left Port Sudan on board the Indian Navy's INS Sumeda on Tuesday, which reached Jeddah in Saudi Arabia later that day. The second group of Indians, meanwhile, reached the Jeddah airport late night via an Indian Air Force C-130J. The third group, meanwhile, reached Jeddah early this morning, Scroll.in reported. The violence, which began on April 15th, was because two top generals and their forces clashed for control and power over Sudan's resources. It has led to 427 fatalities so far and left more than 3,700 people injured, AFP reported. Sudanese ambassador to India, Abdullah Omar Bashir al-Hussein, said today that the ongoing crisis in Sudan will not have a negative impact on Sudan's relationship with India. Eleven people were killed today in Chhattisgarh when an improvised explosive device blast was carried out, allegedly by Maoists, Indian Express reported. Ten of the people killed were security personnel from the District Reserve Guard, which is a state force designed to carry out anti-Maoist operations. The 11th person was a civilian, a driver. They were travelling in a minivan. 
The blast took place near Aranpur in Dantewada district in Chhattisgarh tribal Bastar region, which is about 450 kilometers from Raipur. The DRG team had allegedly gone to act on a tip-off about Maoist presence in Aranpur and were on their way back to the headquarters when the incident took place. Speaking to the media, Chhattisgarh Chief Minister Bhupesh Baghel said that this fight was in its last stage and the Naxals won't be spared. Union Home Minister Amit Shah reportedly spoke to Baghel after the incident, inquiring about the situation and assuring all possible help to the state government. On the fifth day of hearing petitions seeking legalizations of same-sex marriages in the country today, the CGI criticized the center's reliance on the controversial U.S. Supreme Court judgment, which had taken away abortion rights. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, representing the union government, had cited the 2022 Dobbs v. Jackson case, in which the U.S. top court had overruled two landmark cases that had recognized a woman's right to make reproductive choices, Roe v. Wade in 1973 and Planned Parenthood v. Casey in 1992. CGI Chandrachur said that the SG couldn't rely on the case to argue judicial restraint, as in India, we have gone far beyond that. The Chief Justice said that the Dobbs case represented a view of the American Supreme Court that a woman had no control over her bodily integrity, a theory that had been debunked long back in India. While making arguments today, the SG also said that religions have always only recognized heterosexual marriages and that the only constitutional option before the court was to leave it to the parliament. An Indian-origin man convicted of drug trafficking was executed by Singapore Today, despite pleas from activists and his family for clemency, Reuters reported. The 46-year-old man, named Tangaraju Supiya, was convicted for abetting in 2013 for trafficking of more than 1 kg of cannabis, which is double the threshold for death penalty. The city-state is known for its tough laws on narcotics. It argues that these laws are a necessary deterrent to drug crime. Singapore-based rights activist Kokila Anamalai confirmed that Supiya had been executed by hanging. The president had rejected pleas for clemency on the eve of the execution. Activists said that he had been convicted on weak evidence and received limited legal access during his prosecution. However, Singapore authorities insisted that he had been given a fair trial. The United Nations Office for Human Rights had called for Singapore not to proceed with the execution and said that it should instead adopt a formal moratorium on executions for drug-related offences. Singapore had executed 11 people last year alone. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.